0: Thursday evening, welcome in. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you for the next hour as we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Been a while since we've done Brewers Weekly. I've had a lot of uh, Brewers Thursday night games. Also, I've had some Packers Thursday night games, but. Here we are, Brewers Weekly, and we'll have a lot of them in the month of September. The Brewers, I do not believe, have maybe a single Thursday game in the month of September. So we're here with you, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Thursday nights, talking all things Brewers baseball. Want to join the program? You can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. That is 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program if you would like, at Matt Matt on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. News of the day. Corey Canable. option two, AAA Colorado Springs. Starting pitcher Zach Davies, who has been on a rehab assignment. The rehab assignment clocks out. You have a finite amount of time where a guy can be pitching in the minors on a rehab assignment. It's a month, and he comes off the rehab assignment but evidently not ready to rejoin the Brewers, so he has been optioned to single-A Wisconsin. And that's going to be a large part of the show today because I think both those things are quite notable. First off for Corey Knabel, Talk about a, a situation where the Brewers bullpen was one of, if not the best, bullpen in baseball at points this season and Corey Knebel was a big, big part of that. Now he's not even on the team. And Zach Davies. You know, when when we were in spring training and we were looking at the starting rotation we always just we were looking at who kind of had secured a job and we mentioned uh Julie Chassin and we mentioned Chase Anderson but we mentioned Zach Davies as a guy that's not really in spring training contending for a job and uh, they all he he just never got going this season he just didn't and he's been on a rehab assignment and he has not been overly impressive he's had moments but he's not been overly impressive. His numbers in eight games with the Brewers this year, 2-5 and with a 5.23 ERA. It's almost like he's going through spring training again right now, and it's August 23rd, and the Brewers are right in the middle of a playoff hunt. If the season ended at this moment, the Brewers would uh, be, well, right now they're in a virtual tie with the Colorado Rockies for the second wild-card position. The Rockies are playing some great baseball. You look at the Rockies and the Cardinals right now, both those teams are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. The Brewers are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but they've got an opportunity to continue to win some series coming up. So we've got a lot to get into. We'll, uh, we'll touch more on Corey Knebel in just a few moments. We'll get into really the future of Zach Davies and what, what you can really expect of him this season. It doesn't matter what his future is for next year or years moving forward. This is a team that needs to win games now. Can Zach Davies help this team win games before this season comes to an end? We'll touch on that. Uh, I want to get into the impact of the off days down the stretch. I, I always am careful when I talk about Josh Hader, especially when it comes to off days, because there are people in the fan base that just don't get it. Just think Josh Hader should be able to pitch three out of four days, four out of six days, just keep running them out there. Look, other relievers are able to do it. Hey, you can do that with Jeremy Jeffress. Why can't you do that with Josh Hader? And if you think that, I I like to be somebody who can sit here and have a conversation and disagree with you, but at least kind of get get an idea of why you're getting to the point that you're at. On that one, you're just flat out wrong. That's not what Josh Hader's arm is conditioned to do. It's, I always make the, the, the comparison and track. If you go to the Olympics and you put a sprinter in a long distance race or you put a long distance runner in a sprint, they're not going to do well. That's not how his arm is conditioned. He's a different kind of reliever. He needs his off days. He has still pitched a ton this year. So uh the impact of off days down the stretch, specifically related to Josh Hader and how those off days can make the team better, I'll touch on that later on in the program as well. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly. Thanks for being tuned in. Happy for another 45 minutes talking all things Brewers baseball. If you want to join us, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you're just joining us, Corey Canable sent down to AAA. Why? Because he's got a 5.08 ERA. He had a 5.25 ERA in the month of July. Had an 8.64 ERA in the month of August. Numbers don't lie. He's not pitching well. He has given up runs in four of his last five outings. Here's what's kind of frustrating. So he got off to a fine start. Then he got injured. He comes back after the injury, and he scuffled a little bit. I wasn't concerned at all. He was basically kind of going through spring training again or going through the first week or two of the season again. And then he really got locked in. I mentioned that his ERA in the month of uh, June was 1.13. He was really good, really good. And he has just lost it. They're saying it's a mechanical issue. And when you're a team that's in a playoff race, you give guys a little while to try to fix things, but eventually... You can't – there's no more on-the-job training. There's no more on-the-job fixing would probably be the better way to put it. you gotta. You got to get guys right somewhere else. And that's what's going on with Corey Knable. And it's really a shame right now because the Brewers' bullpen was so stinking good when they were running out Knable, Hayter, Jeffress, Albers when he was going strong. Uh, Dan Jennings was really good at the beginning of the season. Uh, the, that that bullpen was just cooking with gas, and it's not right now. If it's not Jeremy Jeffers or Josh Hader on the mound, I think Brewers fans are kind of crossing their fingers that it's going to work out. So here's the deal with Corey Knebel: You want him. As a Brewers fan, not that I'm trying to tell you how to think, but... I think you should think this way. As a Brewers fan, you want Corey Knable to go get right. You want Corey Knable to go find the guy that he was last year. He is somebody who struggles with command. He is somebody that's going to have not a ton of clean innings. But he was very good at putting up zeros. He's very good at getting strikeouts when he needed them. And that guy is not there right now. Although to be fair, he has 50 fifty-five strikeouts in thirty-nine innings. He's still been striking guys out. That's where a lot of his outs have come from. But he's he's not putting up zeros. And if if every single if he's going to allow runs in every four of his five outings that he pitches in, that you can't have him on the roster. You got to let him get that fixed. Let's go to Paul in Oshkosh. Hey, Paul. You're on WTMJ.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think Corey's going to come back. I think he's going to step down a little bit, get it together. I mean, he is good. We need him. I surely hope, but I also like what I think Stearns is thinking. Like I think he's thinking, um, he's going to introduce some fresh arms here and make a good run at it. if we can, I don't, this waiver, uh, deal. I mean, we need that. I, I certainly we need that. And, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Who
0: specifically I, on the on? Are you talking about a, a potential of Matt Harvey? Or are you talking about just you know random guys that might be available on the waiver wire?
1: No, I'm talking about Matt Harvey. I mean, we'll take him, throw him out there, and then if we get a little healthy on and bring some people back and give these hitters a different look that we're facing, that have kind of clued in on, we're kind of found out, you know, or kind of that's the we're stale or found out. And if we can shake it up, I, I really like our percentage for making a run and, and holding on and, and, and being a playoff team, if not winning the division. We you never know.
0: All right, Paul, I appreciate the phone call. I still think it's a playoff team. I still think this is a playoff team. I'm not convinced they win the division. The Cubs are really good. Cardinals are on quite the roll. Cardinals are the hottest team in baseball right now. I think they've won thirteen of the last fifteen games. So I'm not I'm not convinced that the Brewers are gonna catch those teams. But I think this is a playoff team. Right now, in the wild card standings, they are in a virtual tie with the Colorado Rockies. I think the Brewers are a better team than the Rockies, and the Brewers have the season series from the Rockies. The Philadelphia Phillies are a game back. I think the Brewers are a better baseball team than the Philadelphia Phillies. The team that's confusing is the Los Angeles Dodgers. How about the? Uh, so, to me, the two best rosters in the National League this year. Were the Washington Nationals to start the season, not the Washington Nationals as they sit right now, but the Washington Nationals to start the season, and I think the current Los Angeles Dodgers roster is the best roster in the National League. They just can't get it together. They just got swept by St. Louis at home. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. I don't know what to make of the Dodgers. I'll say this. The end of the season cannot come fast enough in terms of watching the Dodgers Because the last thing I want to see is them go on some sort of crazy run. Because I, that's the best roster. That is the best roster in the National League. And for whatever reason, they're having a hard time putting it together. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Zach Davies. What do you do with him? Now he's a member of the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Matt Pauly's my name. Have you for the next thirty-five minutes talking Brewers baseball news of the day? Corey Canable to Triple A, Zach Davies to Single A, Wisconsin. We'll get into the Davies stuff and really some starting rotation stuff, including talk about possibly Matt Harvey coming in, in just a moment. But let's put a bow on the Corey Canable discussion at least for the moment by going to the phones and welcoming Doug from Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ.
2: Uh, good evening, Matt. Say, hey, you know, I thought it took a little longer to, to get enable uh, in a spot where he could get himself back, but that's fine. Um, they're making that decision. But you know, if, if he was part of the problem, you know, like what three weeks ago we were at three point six ERA, and now we're at three point eight six. We actually got up to three point nine. So that's he was part of he was part of that. But my question is. To me, it seems like Zach Davies has been doing a lot of work in in the minors to to get back. Do you think Stearns is, was holding off and bringing him back because he's got Anaya, uh, another uh, pitcher that he's going to bring up?
0: I don't think Zach Davies' most recent start was actually pretty good at Biloxi. He went six innings, giving up a run on two hits. But that's his. He hadn't really he'd struggled in most of his rehab assignments. So I think more than anything else, I don't think they want to gamble at this point. For me, maybe you're right, Doug. Maybe they're saying, you know what, maybe we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and we're going to find out that Matt Harvey's in the rotation. But for me, I feel like they're at a point right now where they want to have some sort of track record with whoever is taking the mound and Zach Davies throughout his rehab assignment has been good and bad, good and bad, good and bad. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think this team wants to gamble at this point in time because you gamble on a game and you end up one game out of the postseason like you did last year. That can really hurt you. So I think the fact that if the Brewers were completely out of it right now, I think there'd be a better shot that Zach Davies is returning to the team tomorrow.
2: Oh. That that would be interesting if he did because, yeah, uh, yeah he's he, he's been up and down. But if he's got a, well, okay. So if he so he's his injury's fine, but he's just haven't been able to get it back together. Maybe maybe that's another uh, situation. Yeah, he's I'm so. Prior
0: and to <laughs> Doug, prior to his uh, last start at Biloxi, he had two starts at Triple A. One of those starts went three and two thirds innings, allowing four runs on three hits. The time before he didn't make it out of the fifth inning, he only gave up a run on five hits. But there's just been a lot of inconsistency so far with Davies uh, in the minor leagues. They
2: sent Enable down to Triple A, down to Colorado Springs, and it sounds like you've been down there quite a bit. Is that is that a good? for him to
0: go do you think no i i personally i would have sent him to double a i don't i'm a big yeah. i'm a big believer in colorado springs is a fantastic place to develop pitchers on the way up and it is a horrendous place to send pitchers back down to get right yeah. okay we'll see what happens i appreciate the phone call 414-799-1620 is the acunet mortgage talk and text line look that's the bottom line on zach davies inconsistent his last start at biloxi was good But it's been up and down for him, and it was up and down at the beginning of the season. He hasn't pitched much this year in the big leagues. And for me, the team is saying right now he's not quite ready. It's almost like he's going through spring training again. But to what Doug said right there, perhaps, maybe they are keeping a spot open for Matt Harvey. If you go get Matt Harvey and you give up essentially nothing for him, I'm fine with that. Maybe he helps, maybe he doesn't. It's kind of a Cole Hamill situation. Cole Hamels is pitching a lot better with the Cubs... Than I ever expected him to pitch, but they didn't give up a lot for him, and it was a situation where if he didn't work out, you know what? They could have cut bait. I guess I don't. Uh, does he? I guess he has. That's not totally true because he has time left on his contract. But the idea was, the the risk in terms of what they gave up for him, there wasn't much of a risk. There's even less risk with Matt Harvey. So maybe you, 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 maybe you just throw a flyer out and see what he can do. Nathan is in Milwaukee. Hey, Nathan, you're on WTMJ.
3: Hi, I was just calling in uh, about the Matt Harvey situation. Uh, what would it take, like, what do you think is the right price for Matt Harvey at this point?
0: Very little. Low-level prospect who has almost no chance of ever making it to the big leagues.
3: Oh, okay. And then as a, another thing is, uh, I think it took too long for them to realize that Corey I understand you try to get him uh, worked out up in the uh, up in the big leagues, but um, what I felt like it should have came earlier. I feel like er sending him down earlier would have helped way more way more often.
0: yeah, that's that's a tough call and Nathan, I think you, you can look at it and now because he has been sent down, and you can sit there in hindsight and say, okay, if they would have sent him down two weeks ago, then. That would have, obviously that would have been a better decision, but that's a, I think that's something that's so much easier to say right now because what if he would have gotten things right? I mentioned, uh, the ERA in June where he was 1.13. What if he would have found that again at the major league level? So they, they gave him an opportunity to find form. We can argue all we want about whether or not they waited too long or not. Uh, but it, that's, that's one of the toughest decisions you have as a baseball executive of when you've got a guy who's struggling, how long you allow him to try to work it out at the major league level and when you finally say okay this guy's got to go try to work on things somewhere else.
3: Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate
0: the, the call. phone call. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. Let's go to Bill and lac Hey Bill, you're on WTMJ.
3: Hey, thanks for talking to me. You bet. Um, well what I'd like to say is that I love Craig council but I also believe he's the issue here. He seems to be getting a free pass um, the team is spiraling downward for the second season in a row, and it's, a, in my opinion, and it's a result of the way he's handled his pitching staff, and the team will have to take a new direction next season.
0: Hey, Bill, you think they spiraled down last year? Yeah. Yep. Just, Bill, I want you to listen to me for a second. I'm going to give you some numbers. So month by month last year for the Brewers, July, I'm going to go from July forward, July, 12 and 13, that was their only month last year where they were below 500. August, 15 and 12. September and October, 16 and 12. Their two best months of the season last year were uh, August and September. How is that spiraling down?
3: Compared to what the other teams in the league
0: did. No, hold, hold on, Bill. You don't... You don't compare to what other teams are doing for yourself. If you say spiraling down, that means a team is not playing as well as they were before. They had a couple of their best best months of the season. They can't go control the Cubs all of a sudden turning it on. It it has nothing to do with what's happening inside Miller Park when the Cubs take off over the final couple months of the season. The Cubs Cubs took a step forward last year. The Brewers don't take a step back.
3: I still, you're giving Craig Council a free pass.
0: I'm giving you numbers. You told me that they spiraled down last year, and I'm telling you they had their best two months in the final two months of the season.
3: But the other teams had better months.
0: Okay, but you use the term spiraled okay, down. That,
3: was, that might have been the wrong term to use. Okay. The other teams seem to be getting better as the year goes on, and that doesn't happen with the Brewers because he mishandles the pitching staff. That's my opinion.
0: Okay, Bill. I, I appreciate the phone call. I'm not trying to get on you. I just I disagree with you. I, I appreciate the phone call though. At four one four seven nine nine one six twenty, it's the Accudent Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I don't think Craig Council mismanages the pitching staff. What What the hell are you supposed to do when Corey Knable has gone from being an all star closer to not being able to uh, go out there and consistently throw strikes? What are you supposed to do when Matt Albers comes in and has a sub 2 ERA for a couple months of the season and then all of a sudden just can't do a damn thing? What, what are you supposed to do? How is that on Craig Council? And it's some people are going to say, oh, he overuses the bullpen. Well, those same people are going to sit there and say, you need to use Josh Hader every night. This is the most ridiculous thing in the history of the world. Everybody wanted to blame Craig Council for bringing in Dan Jennings the other day. You know what? Maybe Dan Jennings needs to go get Scooter Jeanette out. Huh? Huh? He's a left-handed pitcher out of your bullpen, and he's facing a left-handed hitter in Scooter Jeanette. Get the guy out. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Polly. Thanks so much for being with us here on the program. If you want to join us, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. Talk and pitching. Today's the day where Corey Knable gets sent to Triple A, Zach Davies to single A. Those guys are going to be back with the team this year. But when, we just have to wait and see. And the Matt Harvey rumors continue to uh, go hot and heavy. Let's get to Matt and Madison. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ.
4: Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good. Good. Um, so a couple different things. Number one, I don't think we're going to see Davies the rest of this year. I think they just need to shut him down and... and start over next spring um the fact is you can't bring them up now next week week after because you have no idea what to expect Uh, i know you said that already but i agree completely um secondly talking pitching you can't put it on council you you can't even put it on Stearns. i mean you look back to this free agent class this past year they're all terrible darvis lynn um, Cobb. I mean, we, we don't want any of those guys. So, yeah, Arietta's think,
0: the only other guy not named Yelise Chassin who's done yeah. anything this year.
4: Correct. The fact is, there just aren't that many good pitchers. So, my question for you is, I was down in Chicago this week. They're talking Gio Gonzalez, Jordan Zimmerman, uh, Matt Harvey, obviously, and James Shields. So, I wanted to hear from you, uh, if you've heard that, and if you could pick one of those four, how would you rank them?
0: I honestly probably go Gio Gonzalez. Who did you said Gonzalez, Shields, Harvey. Who was your fourth guy?
4: Uh, Jordan Zimmerman. Bring him home to Wisconsin.
0: Uh, you know what? I'd probably, I'd probably go Gonzalez, then Zimmerman, and Harvey and Shields would probably be. They're like tied for third. I can't differentiate between the two. <laughs> Okay. So do you think any of those are viable besides Harvey? Yeah, I I don't know because I don't know which how many of those guys are passing through waivers. Here's the problem. Let's see. James Shields making $21 million this year. Uh he's got a option for next year that's a buyout at $2 million. So there, there's some money involved right there with that contract I assume he would clear through waivers based off uh, the numbers he's putting up this year because that's a pretty hefty price to pay you know you're you're paying the pro rated 21 million dollar salary plus two million dollars to have him not pitch for you next year that's a that, that's that's kind of rich for my blood for a guy that may or may not help you got it. Yep. Thanks for the insight. Love the show. Appreciate it. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Chris in Muskego. Hey, Chris, you're on WTMJ.
5: Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, I was just wondering, you know, you you, you hear uh, that uh, council's not going to use hater when the brewers are down. Well, what if the brewers are down by a run and you got runners on base and you're going to bring in your B-team reliever? And then before you know it, you're down by five runs. Would you want to bring Hader in? Yeah, Chris, to save you know, what? The day?
0: fantastic point by you. And anybody who listens to this show knows that I'm a big supporter of Craig Council. There are small things that he does that I do disagree with. I don't think anybody's going to sit there and disagree with the manager 100% of the time. I fully understand why he uses Josh Hader in the way that he does, but the. I don't want to see Josh Hader when you're losing by two, three, four runs, but the way this team is built with the ability to hit home runs so easily, I'm with you. I would treat a one run deficit the same way you treat like a a tie game or a one run lead.
5: Yeah, because the the Brewers have the, the chance to come back, but, you know, it's hard to come back when you're. When you're down by four or five runs, yeah. If Hater's available,
0: I would probably use him in one-run deficits a little bit more than Craig Council does. Again, I understand why he doesn't. That would just be a small tweak that I would make.
5: And and one more thing, I was at the game when uh, when they lost when when he brought in uh, uh, Jennings. Why wouldn't they just keep in uh, Williams? He was mowing him down. I mean. It was look. First off, I I I, I, I I I
0: probably would have left Taylor Williams in, but that doesn't make the Dan Jennings decision a bad decision because you got Taylor Williams, who left-handers are hitting 330 against him, and you've got Jennings, who has only given up one home run to a left-hander this year and has good numbers against lefties. If you play it by the book, that was the right decision to make right there. Uh, sometimes you don't always play things by the book. It's not that Craig Council made a bad decision there. He made one of two good decisions, and it's just a good decision that didn't work out
5: and is there any any hear anything about chris sale
0: i don't i appreciate the phone call at 414-799-1620 just about everybody at this point of the year is going to uh get put out there and, and be brought back chris sale is somebody down i, I, I want to exp- I, I he's got a spot there's there's he's not going to be here that's He's a good pitcher who's doing good things for a good team so that's that's not going to uh, that's not going to happen. 414-799-1620 is the at Mortgage Talk and Text line. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continuing here on WTMJ. Packers fans throughout the week during Sports Central and maybe on this show, Brewers Weekly. Just throwing it on the back of your mind. Uh, Throughout this week during Sports Central, you could win a pair of tickets to see one of the country's most popular comedians, Jim Gaffigan, on Saturday, September 22nd at Fiserv Forum. And don't forget, be sure to listen during halftime of this week's uh, preseason game for the Green and Gold giveaway, courtesy of Pabst Theater Group. Matt's in Caledonia. Hey, Matt. You're on WTMJ.
6: How you doing? I'm good. Hey, I I just want to just say that I I honestly feel Craig Council is doing a great job. You know, he did a great job last year. I honestly never thought from the beginning of this year, it's not going to be our year yet because the rebuild, I I think he's doing what he needs to do. We got our pieces in place next year. I honestly think we're going to probably dump half the farm and get a few pitchers and it's going to, I'm predicting next year to be a 97 win. You know, this year we're playing with little house money in my opinion. And we're kind of playing like the Cardinals, I would say, the mid-2000s, where you can plug and play anybody, and it's actually working. At least it did in the first half of the year. But I think he's doing a great job. I don't know why people are trying to get rid of him, trying to put the blame on him. Like you said before, you know, he can't control the pitchers when they get out there if they're not having their day. So I just want to put that out.
0: All right, Matt, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I certainly appreciate it. At four one four seven nine nine one six twenty, I am I'm confused. I don't I don't understand why Craig Council Craig Council is a lightning rod manager. Like it, he's a local guy who's really good at his job. I of sure anybody out there, there's going to be people out there that don't like the job you do. I. <laughs> There's people out there that don't like the job I do. I am barely in the public spectrum with what I do here. When you are a much more high-profile person, as is Craig Council, there's going to be a contingent of people that don't like the job you do. But I'm not totally sure, and I don't really understand how he's become this this lightning rod for criticism. He's a good manager. He does a good job. He loves the city of Milwaukee. He loves the Brewers. He's really smart. He makes good decisions. He's got the best interest of the organization in mind. That's that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Here's something. He's managing a team right now that's in playoff position. 414-799-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mark Riverwest uh, asking whether or not there's a possibility of getting Jimmy Nelson back by sometime next season. I I would expect that Jimmy Nelson is going to be part of the rotation on opening day next year. I think he goes into this offseason as it almost being a completely normal, routine offseason, and he comes into spring training with zero limitations. That would be my thought uh, on, on Jimmy Nelson. If the, month, if the season this year was a month longer he probably appears this year. If the Brewers were not in playoff contention, he might appear this year in September to getting inning there or an inning there or an inning here or there. Here's the thing: if he comes off the disabled list before this season comes to an end, right now he's on the sixty-day disabled list. So you would have to uh, you, you would have to give up a forty-man roster spot. The Brewers are going to use every single 40-man roster spot, and uh, I don't know if he's worth losing somebody off the 40-man roster. So, Mark, I would say that absolutely Jimmy Nelson. Not not only will he be available next year, I think he'll be in the starting rotation from Jump Street. Lou's in West Allis. Hey, Lou, you're on WTMJ. Hey,
7: buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I like your screener. You made me laugh. He's, he's a good guy.
0: Ashton is the absolute best in the business.
7: <laughs> he, he, he takes you to, to uh, school or challenges you to get on the air, so I like that. But I, I'm, I'm against Craig Council, I'll tell you. I think he's not doing um, the job he should be doing. And I, I think it's bad pitching, pitching decisions. I think it's the lack of the small ball, and I think it's the lack of having a consistent lineup every day that's that's hurting us.
0: Let's, you mentioned three things, and it's three things that I hear all the time. Let's go with the pitching decisions. What What sure. don't you like that he does?
7: Well, K'nabel, uh, probably about ten days ago, right, he walked the bases full, and nobody even goes out to talk to him. And what happened the next thing? He walked home a run, and it ended up costing us a game. And then, what, two nights ago, and I, I forget who the pitcher was, so forgive me, but he gets the first two outs of the inning and then he gets pulled.
0: So, Lou, let me. numbers are obviously a big part of baseball now. You're talking about the, the Taylor Williams-Dan Jennings situation. I, I would have probably left Taylor Williams in right there, but I don't have a problem with the move. And the numbers say that Taylor Williams against left-handed pitchers or left-handed hitters, lefties are hitting like 330 against Taylor Williams, and against Dan Jennings, uh, left-handers are not. So he played the numbers. Now, what, Lou, let me ask you this. Let's say he leaves Taylor Williams in there, and Scooter Jeanette hits that exact same home run, and then you're you're listening to the radio, you're watching on TV, and you hear some talking head, or you hear me say, "Well, you know what? Taylor Williams is allowing left-handers to hit 330 against him, and the left-hander Dan Jennings was up in the bullpen." Aren't you saying right now, "Well, Craig Council, why didn't he go to the left-hander? It's obvious. You look at the numbers. Taylor Williams should have never been facing the left-handed hitter in that situation."
7: Yeah, but isn't baseball situational? And sometimes you go with your gut as a good manager. So when your your pitcher gets two quick outs and you're one out away from a win, why do you pull him? Or when your pitcher walks the first three batters, why don't you go out and talk to him? That I don't get. I get it's a numbers game now, but it's still situational.
0: Taylor Williams has had has had many because he's it's going from being a righty to a to a lefty. If Lou, if you're driving down the street and you go from a 30 mile per hour zone to a 40 mile per hour zone, and you're fine in the 40 mile per hour zone because you're driving 42, but then you keep going 42 in the 30, you're going to get pulled over and, and given a ticket because it's a completely different situation. And that situation, you're going—that's a—that's not a great analogy. I'm trying to uh, trying to throw out an analogy from you know from middle space there, but the idea is he's good, he faced two righties. Who he's had a ton of success against righties this year. He's going against a lefty next. He has not had success against lefties. So they, they went to somebody who has had success against left-handers. Isn't the job of a manager to put players in positions to succeed so he allows Williams to face right-handers so that way he can have success against them, and then he puts Jennings in to face left-handers because that's an area that he's had success in? Isn't, isn't that a manager's job to put his players in positions to succeed?
7: It is, and I like your style, but you still got to go with your gut feeling. And to use your analogy, think about when we got C.C. Sabathia, right? Wasn't that a Ferrari? Yes. So why why would we put a Volkswagen like Jeff Supon in when we know our Ferrari lease is going to expire? We should have pitched him every game back in 2008. (laughs) That's all i got to say, my friend. All
0: right, Lou, I appreciate the phone call. I just, again, I would have left Taylor Williams in. But I have zero issue with bringing in Jennings. I think they're both good decisions. And if you judge decisions by the results, just a single decision by the result of said decision, I don't like that. And you're going to say, well, of course you judge it by uh, the results of decisions. Not in baseball. If you do something that is right 60% of the time, that's a decision you're going to make 100% of the time. And 40% of the time, it's going to backfire on you. That's baseball. Hundred sixty two games, crazy stuff happens, Uh, for for all kinds of reasons. Well, yeah, four one four seven nine nine one six twenty action at mortgage talking text line. We're running out of time, people. We could do this show till midnight. Brewers Weekly rolls on in just a moment on WTMJ. (laughs) Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. Jim Gaffigan, Saturday September twenty second at the Fiserv Forum. How would you like to win a pair of tickets? By the way. Make sure to be listening during halftime of the preseason game coming up tomorrow for an opportunity to win. But how about an opportunity to win right now? Caller number seven four one four seven nine nine one six twenty four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. Jim Gaffigan has so many ties to this area. I'm sure you know who he is. But if you don't know who he is somehow, he's hilarious. He's fantastic. So caller seven four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. You got some Jim Gaffigan tickets. Let's grab Brett and Racine. Hey Brett, you're on WTMJ.
6: Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that people are, are criticizing Craig Council for, for you know, what he's done. I think that I probably share some frustration uh, with his lack of small ball, especially in, in situations when, say, they're down by a run and you got a guy on second with nobody out. You never see him bunt over to third or anything like that. And in situational spots like that, I mean, I'm not an analytics guy, but I think that, that, that your, your play has almost always got to be to get that guy over to third, whatever the cost. Brett, and just
0: I, I, to, to just to pause you and you, from a uh, from a statistical standpoint the The opportunity of scoring one single run when you've got a runner at second nobody out and you don't bunt and a runner at second and uh, nobody out and you do bunt the opportunity to score a run according to the numbers it's almost exactly the same now the other side of that is you well, limit but, but your but ability me, to score multiple runs so from a from a number standpoint yeah,
6: sure, let me interrupt you right there because if you if you're i mean that's that's a, a broad statistic over the entire field of baseball if you've got a guy that's putting the ball in play all the time a la Lorenzo Cain or Christian Yelich that aren't striking out you definitely have a better chance of getting that run in so so I well I agree with you in 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 that aspect that it's you know that it's uh that overall in baseball that statistic is is roughly you know even if if it's a situation in which you've got a guy that makes contact frequently or puts the ball in play frequently then you have a better chance of scoring with a guy on third okay Brad I got about 10 seconds left in the show so make your point real quick I'm sorry all right, so anyway, in any case, I think that, that, that Council's done a bang-up job. I mean, last year he took a bunch of ragtag guys and turned them into a playoff team, so I don't think you can put any any kind of blame on Craig Council for the season not going you know, to the highest expectations that we Brewer fans have. All
0: right, appreciate the phone call, 414-799-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm sorry I could not continue that conversation longer because that would have been a fun conversation to have. That was a good caller. 414-799-1620. For the next time, we have Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ.